when the feeling starts mm-hmm. happening at that moment of time so macam mana kita nak handle benda ni you know yeah but like like we said earlier i mean nothing can really prepare you for that kind of moment you know i don't know how to prepare for that because it's when you finally hear the words being said by the man that you married the man you once loved it's a different kind of feeling it's a, it, you can't put that in words you can't ima- imagine that beforehand you you experience it in the moment and i yeah. guess that's what makes it tough Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Alhamdulillah. Um, we are now in the final episode on the truth about love. Yeah. It's been a long journey, Lisa. And uh, we are very, very grateful and thankful to all of you for yes. listening through all of the episodes. We hope that you've enjoyed them. We hope that you've taken notes and benefit- benefited from them as well. Mm-hmm. We hope that we have helped you in your journey to reflect on this huge, huge thing called love. Um, it is complicated. It is complex. But I hope we have given some bits of clarity or at least we have uh, given you an opportunity to think about love from an angle uh, and a perspective that you've never looked at, uh, looked from before. So uh, welcome once again, Lisa. Yes, thank you so much. And we've also received some feedback, especially on social media, uh, mm. for those who have actually signed up on the Masterclass program, uh, The Truth About Love. Alhamdulillah, like, you know, uh, they mentioned that, you know, it, it's helping them so much and it's, you know, uh, it's giving them new perspective, new way of thinking, mm. you know, all thanks to Ustaz Muzi because, you know, like sometimes... There are a lot of things that we sort of kind of know, but you know, like um, I uh, but maybe we need reminding of, or maybe we don't know at all. And then, like you know, um, uh, mashallah, bless him, Ustaz Mizi. Like what he has properly done for us was to properly compartmentalize all of these, um, all of these. How do I say approaches and thought processes for? every possible kind of situation with regards to love to mm. help us in how we could manage and move forward. Yeah. So, well, well, Lisa, I couldn't have done it without you. So, you know, oh, we, did, we did this together. We did this together. Okay. Learning. I'm learning. Yes. Thank you so much <laughs> yes. for being a part of this once again. And, um, you know, guys, we've talked about many things. We started out um, trying to define what love is. We started looking at, you know, our influences Uh, social media, the conventional media, our friends, our upbringing, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then we spoke about love from an Islamic perspective, which was one of the interesting discussions we had. And yes. then we spoke about, at length, yeah, I think two episodes covering about self-love, um, something that I think Lisa wanted so much to to go deep into. And I think hopefully we, we did some justice there, not just for Lisa, but for every one of you as well. Um, <laughs> then we started talking about those who are searching for love. How do you figure out he's the one, um, you know, dating and all of these things. And then we started going into marriage, talked about um, communication a lot. We talked about keeping the spark alive. We yes. talk about those who suffer oh, from love. And yeah. what happened if the, if the spark, spark disappears, yes. And falling out of love and all of that. Uh, and believing in love again. And here we are, Lisa, 
Alhamdulillah, final episode uh, and a bit sad, but inshallah, there'll be more opportunities in the future. Today, we are going to talk about failing forward and thriving with love. Okay. Before we go on, mm. I need to understand what do you mean by failing forward? Mm. Ah. Yeah. Okay. So failing forward is a term that some people use to say that, you know, to, to help us change the way we look at failure. Because most people, when they think of failure, whether in school, whether at work, whether in their businesses and in their relationships, when they look at failure, they think, oh, I'm, I'm falling backwards, right? Mm. I've, taken, I've taken one step forward because I failed. Now I've taken two steps backward. Now, I personally have a different take on failure. I believe that failure is very important in life. I believe that, you know, all of the successes, Lisa, that I've, I've gotten this far in my life is made up of all the many, many different types of failures that I've experienced. If not for the failures, I wouldn't be where I am today. And that's the honest truth. And I think that, and I think that God blesses us with failures. You know, it's, mm. not, it's not a curse. It is not a disadvantage. I think those who have failed know what it's like to taste the bitterness, know what it's like to cry, to be sad, to be cast aside, to be isolated, to be alone, to be rejected. And mm. this could either destroy you or actually make you stronger. And I think if we reflect on our failures properly, deeply, mm. with gratitude, I think failure will actually propel us forward and therefore the term failing forward. Well said, well said. That's mm. fantastic. Like... Um... There's a, and it's all like, so we, it's so important how we look at failure, isn't it? Like, mm. um, you know, like how you said about how with regards to failure, it's either it makes you or it breaks you. Yeah. And if you're going to look at it as something that, that is on the negative side, which is, you know, like that's that it's over. Mm. Uh, this is not for me. And, you know, there's, there, uh, there, there seem to be like that. There's no hope, lah. Yeah, know, like and they give up, and they give up completely. Right. And that's not that's what we don't want people to do. And I think we made it clear in the last episode, and I think we want to emphasize even more in this episode that, mm. you know, failure is not supposed to end everything. You know, and and don't be too hard on yourself. Once again, the failure may not be completely your fault. There are many other circumstances. Many factors right. that contributed to the failure of your marriage, perhaps, or the failure of that engagement and that relationship. And you are not to, to take full to blame. To be blamed. Yeah. Right. Full right. blame. You, yes. It's good to have some accountability because then you think about, okay, how can I be better? Mm-mm. But you don't, you know, hurt yourself. You know, people say self-sabotage. Self-sabotage yourself by saying that it's all my fault. Okay, so I want people to look at failure in relationships, in love, a bit differently. Because Lisa, I've met people who said that the moment they experience divorce, they can't even look at themselves in a mirror anymore. Um, Even though it was coming, even though they expected it, even though they knew that, you know, some some of them, Lisa, even, you know, it's in the court, and Lafaz in front of the uh, Hakim, in front of the judge. They know it's coming, right? And probably they've been waiting for a year for this thing to finalize. Mm. But even when it finally happens, when they finally hear the words, 
of the talaq and the cerai, you know, it breaks them into a million pieces. Of course, because, you know, it's like um, if it sinks in, like, you mm. know, you sort of kind of know, although, you know, it's kind of there, but when the experience meets you right in the face and then you hear it, you're experiencing it presently, then you're like, something in me just didn't want it to happen, for example. Something mm. in me just wanted all of this to be a stupid nightmare. Mm. Like, and, and when it does happen, then it's like, then suddenly it's self-loathe. Yes. It's like, you know, they, suddenly they wonder if it was like, uh, oh, what, what if there was something that I could have done, but I didn't do it, mm. you know, for example. This but, time, you know, this all this questioning, you know, um, it will take time. It may it may stretch six months, a year, um, but I just hope that people will all heal properly, mm. grieve and again, properly. Mm. Yeah, it's how now we. It, it's it's about encouraging our, our listeners out there about how we how we view things now. Mm. You know, um, even at a point where uh, the hardship just hits you when when the when the feeling starts mm-hmm. happening at that moment of time so macam mana kita nak handle benda ni you know yeah but like like we said earlier i mean nothing can really prepare you for that kind of moment you know mm. i don't know how to prepare for that because it's when you finally hear the words being said by the man that you married the man you once loved it's a different kind of feeling. It's a, you can't put that in words. You can't ima- imagine that beforehand. You you experience it in the moment, and I yeah. guess that's what makes it tough. You know, when you put all of those things together, it, it's really difficult. Hi guys, buying a house is probably the biggest single purchase we'll all make at some point in our lives. And because of this, wouldn't you want to have somebody knowledgeable who actually cares about your future? who will help you make informed decisions based on your current circumstances and your future hopes and dreams. A home purchase is a long-term investment and for me, I'll only do it with my trusted agent, Shahir Majid. In a short span of time, he has been ranked close to the top 100 property agents from amongst 7,000 active ones in Singapore. And the only way he got there, serving many happy homeowners, is through honesty, integrity and most importantly, because he cares. Contact him today at 811-44447. That's 811-44447. Shahir Majid, the agent who cares. I guess, you know, like um, following up from your failing forward, you know, it brought me back to the time when uh, I had a failed relationship. And during that time, it was a very difficult time. Like you said, deep down inside you kind of know you kind of saw it coming and you've done all that you could and uh, although it was a something in me somewhat told me that you know this this is a this is the best thing for you this is a good decision this is a this is this is what's best for both you and and that person Mm. one of the things that i was struggling struggling with was dealing with it Mm. okay so maybe first and foremost how maybe what we can start off our conversation with is about us acknowledging time. Yes. Um, you know, like, but, but maybe, maybe you can advise us about 
how how well or how much of time do we acknowledge mm. so time is for us to acknowledge because the reality of us going through hardship or going through any calamities in life um it ends with us redo mm. it ends with us accepting yeah. that this was what was written for us you know so but then you go through that whole processes of how do i say digesting uh what we're going through mm. or, or, or rather digesting the the the, the calamity love so yes. to speak so maybe maybe you can what is your take about how how much of time do we acknowledge you know like like in order for us to be able to move forward that's a really good question lisa For me I always have trouble answering this because I feel like every couple and every individual uh will require a different duration okay. to to reflect um and to grieve the loss and then to heal and recover mm. no everybody needs a different timing why because I think the depth of our relationships differ you could be with a person for 10 years and your relationship wasn't really that deep you spoke about the usual stuff you know you got used to each other's routines and that was about it mm. but you could be with someone for a year a year and a half but the feelings could be really really strong Mm-mm-mm. you you went deep with your the core of your emotions how you really felt um every moment spent is a memory that is etched in your in your mind forever mm. you know um you went through difficulties and hardships together you were there for each other those things actually would then require a person even though the, the relationship may have not lasted that long but okay. the healing process may take longer i think maybe what what i did not do which was mm. a mistake the reason why it was difficult And then like every time I speak to you although you may not say what but what you remind me about a lot of things like in the discussions that we have you you always emphasize me me and you're like thinking me like you know like in like I'm sorry I'm, I what I mean is maybe if the followers are wondering like me like what well, what do you mean like you know every time we we're hit with a calamity we don't want to be in this place we want to get out mm. but sometimes we we have this we have this tendency of being how do I say like for some weird reason we we tend to stay around and we linger around this this um uh this difficult phase that we're in you know like 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 we're and we're feeding on it yeah. because at the end of the day it's also how we view mm. the failure right in mm-hmm. in the relationship or the marriage we 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 linger around it for a while because we think you know like like it's something that we that we 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 are to do otherwise if i move on so quickly nanti orang kata apa pula Yeah. For example, you know, like so. Now, if if we pause there for a moment, you, you know, uh-huh. I, what I spot is really the problem with a lot of people, not just you, Elisa, is really about we're still very much concerned about what other people think and say. Still, yes, it's in our subconscious mind. We can't, you know, pretend it's not there. Everything yeah. we want to do, whether we want to end a relationship, whether we want to show people that we've moved on, every act and every announcement and every sharing you know that we do every person we talk to we always concerned about what will people say 
Yeah, yeah. Even if we, whether or not we move on quickly or not, point is about what would people say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I think for but, our but you know, sorry, but but before yeah. you uh, you add on, I think it's not completely wrong to think about that. Okay. Okay. And here's why, because if you look at Islamic you know rulings, mm -hmm. when uh, a wife loses a husband by death, right? The husband yes. passes away. Yes. You know, there's this thing where the woman is required to mourn the mm -hmm. death of the husband. Yeah. And it's for a, a certain period, like four months and ten days. Why is that? One of the hikmah behind it is to not show that she is, to the people, that she is overly fine with it, you know? Like, she's completely yeah. okay. My husband is, he's away already, I'm done, you know, I'm moving on. Right. To show some kind of grief is normal. It's normal to actually show that. So so that's what I wanted to say that actually as much as you know I I don't want people to be overly concerned about what other people think or say but right. there is a reason why I guess we all think about that anyways. Mm. 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 Interesting. 4 months and 10 days, huh? Mm. Yeah, okay, so I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put a little note there, you know. So, yeah, when you said that, you know, about time that you can, which is very interesting, I think that you know all of our failures combined, uh, from maybe ten years ago or from when you know past relationships, everything that has taught us love in one way or another, whether we like the lessons or not, um, to me, are failures that help to develop our maturity over time. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I think we all get better at this. Mm -mm. If, yes. we, if we look back to learn, mm -mm. okay? And when we learn, we become more mature, we, we become wiser. Yeah. To me, that, that should be the ultimate goal. If you have gone through, you know, many years of being married or many years of being in, you know, uh, multiple relationships that didn't work out, perhaps, regardless, I think whatever your path has been, your journey, however it's looked like, up till this point, I hope that you have actually gotten smarter, gotten better, gotten wiser as a result mm. of the accumulated relationships or, or you know, uh, moments, years uh, that you've experienced love with. So mm. I, I think that, you know, will also help us avoid making the errors that we've made in the past. The errors, the mistakes, um, maybe in the first relationship, you know, was uh, amateurish because it's our first time. We don't know what it is. It's, we've never been in a relationship right. before. Like I've interviewed couples before, Lisa, in front of me, and like the girl might say, "Oh, Stas, yeah, I know, I know what I want in this relationship, Stas. How do you know? Because you know, I had um, two failed relationships before this, but this guy is different, and I know, and I've communicated with him, and he, he totally gets it. And then I asked the guy, okay. "So how about you? Have you had any past relationships? No, Stas, this is my first time." My first time, I've never been in a relationship before. And then I look back at the girl, I say, so I want you to understand this is the first time. You need to give him the opportunity, the space and the time right. to learn. Because right. you, you've, you have some experience. Um, you know what you like, you don't like, what you're supposed to do, what you're supposed to avoid. He's still learning, it's his first time. So give him yes. a break, okay? So be easy on him, that's what I'm saying. And, and guide mm -hmm. him. Okay, because you cannot assume that he knows everything. Regardless, even if even though he's thirty and this is his first relationship, don't just assume that he knows. Yeah. So 
So I think maturity helps that if you're in a relationship with somebody who is new, who does not have experience like you do, I think it is your job to kind of help, to kind of show them what to expect in the future. I think, Lisa, you've shared before, you three, you know, said some things before you guys got married that like were to you mind-blowing because like, huh, I never thought of that. But he's gone through something before and he knows what you might encounter in the future. So I think that's exactly what I'm I'm trying to say, basically. Yeah. Yes. And uh, like, you know, when you speak about allowing for yourself to like, you, you for allowing for yourself to acknowledge your past mistakes in inve- developing mm. um, the maturity, it, it means that it is okay to reflect, to reflect back on, you know, what are the things that that may have caused for things to have gone wrong, be mm. it from yourself or from from the partner, and then it, that slowly facilitates and a better understanding of what you want to avoid and what you you're okay with, you know, like that's I yeah, and and what what I uh, also wanted to say about about Niet following up from that point was also the fact that like. Um, I, th- I think you kind of have to set it in your mind and your heart as well that you intend to recover, that you intend to heal. Mm. Like, you know, like, like, because like, w- you know, like, or as I was mentioning, you know, that there's a, a tendency that, you know, when, when you're in that situation, yeah. only the people from the outside looking in would understand. And you're saying that, yep, you know, they're kind of, you know, they're in that phase right now, you know, but for yourself, you're going to have to intend that, you know, like, yeah, I'm acknowledging that this is what I'm going through. But I have to intend to want to to heal and recover, you know. So this phase that I'm going through that that seems to be like a lingering phase is allowing for yourself to, like Ustaz says, to allow for past mistakes to develop the maturity, and and, and this is gonna help you in in moving forward as well because you mm. want to you, you're now more aware. Yes. About the errors that you want to avoid. Yes. Very well said. And on that note about, you know, uh, the errors that you want to avoid, to me, this this is also about then you knowing what you don't want, correct? In in your right. next relationship. Because yeah. we're, we're imagining a scenario where, you know, our listeners or viewers have been in a relationship that has caused them some pain in the past. And now they're trying to revive back the feelings of love in themselves yeah. first, before, you know, in anyone else. Um, yes. And um, I think when you know what you don't want, uh, it becomes easier for you to then communicate up front to your future partner. That, yeah, you know, yeah. I, in, in one of the previous episodes, you spoke about knowing what you don't want before you got into your first relationship. But this one is different. This one, you are at a different level of maturity when it comes to yes. relationships and love. Yeah. Because, because there, there may be instances where you're not aware of what you don't want. Like, yeah. like you may not be sure until you actually go through it. Then you go like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, this is something that I learned now that mm. I don't like. And since now I know, there's a hikmah there. Yeah. When previously I thought it was this was something I could deal with. Can, right. Like in the first relationship or the first marriage, you thought, oh, this is something I'm okay with. And then suddenly, you know, when it ended, you realize, oh no, 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 <laughs> this is something I need to, um, I need to tell my future partner that, you know, um, my my threshold, you know, ends here, and then anything beyond that is, it's a bit too much. I could relate to this really, really well because, mm. like, you know, um, after the first relationship, I was very sure that you know, like, over over jealous 
um, an overjealous attribute from the partner is something that I could not deal with. Mm. Um, you know, like it was something that I was willing to go through first because I thought, you know, like, like, like you said, you know, like, like um, I did not know any better that this was something that I just, I just couldn't deal with actually. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like it was something that I was forcing myself to like, like to, you know, go through with the arguments and the explaining, the clarifying when I didn't have to and all yeah. that, right? Comes the next relationship when it happened again, the red flag was raised and then I was like, oh, wait, no, 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 no. This is like, it's almost like, you know, me going down the same road again. And like, uh, this is me trying to avoid the similar error. Mm. You know what I mean? Very true. Yeah. Um, and uh, maybe on, on this note, um, I would like to talk about then boundaries. Lah, right? Boundaries. Okay. I think you brought up this this example and I think it's really good to also talk about this. To communicate boundaries. And boundaries could mean anything, you know. It could be like, you know, um, you say, I'm, I'm okay with your mother, but, it, you know, I'm okay with meeting her once a week weekends okay. but i'm not okay with moving in with her or she moving in with us that's an example but you don't you know you you need to you you need to say this clearly and you need to say this mm. respectfully you need to say yeah. this nicely you know because you you might offend or you might hurt um your partner if you do yeah. it wrongly um but you know it's not fair to only say it much 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 later after your partner has committed with you and then you say oh actually and i'm not okay with this right you know, because, because you know, everybody will just assume that everybody's okay with everything. This is what I notice in many relationships, and why a lot of yeah. arguments happen, because you just assume, you assume that you're, yeah. you're, my wife will okay me why? Because she loves me what? My husband will okay me why? Because he cares about me what? But actually, you know, it's only when you really bring up the really sensitive stuff that's when you realize, oh, I ne- I thought he will be okay with it. I thought she will be. Yeah. All right with it, but then you realize yeah. a lot of things. So that's why I, th- I think we need to communicate boundaries. Boundaries like you know, I'm okay with your friends coming over, but not every week, please. I'm so tired because I need to clean the house. I need to. I also don't socialize a lot. You know, maybe can we cut it to once a month? They can come over and then we can you know hang out. We can have dinner. We can watch a movie, but not oh, every. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not things like that. Communicate those kind of boundaries. Um, it it helps a lot. And again, this comes from maturity, Lisa, like we said earlier. Mm. Like you've Mm. learned it before or you know yourself better or you've experienced it in the previous relationship and it didn't work. So now Mm. you can bring it up to your partner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I think I, the the note that I wanted to highlight or or rather enunciate uh, was when you mentioned about, but don't wait till later to Mm. communicate the things that may that that uh to to share what your boundaries are, what you're okay with, what you're not okay with. Mm. Um, it's really important because if if it's communicated later, you've you've allowed it to bottle up so much, and then the way it's communicated may not be very, may not be very good lah. Like mm. like at, you know because later baru nak cakap, and then after that like. The, the the it's almost like you're not really being really fair to the person yeah. you out because the person is like thinking why didn't you say anything from the very beginning about this like yeah. you know you could have because like i honestly because it's such okay. a because it's such a big issue normally it's it's in, in the big stuff you know so like i said earlier about your close friends about parents about in-laws about house but all of this big stuff i think you need to 
to be clear as early as you can. Okay? So I hope that all of the failures that you had in the past are actually lessons that you can bring forward. You yeah. know, and therefore failing forward, you bring it forward so That's that you right. you avoid and then you educate your partner. Mm -hmm. um, and then hopefully that will lead you to thriving in this relationship. Okay? Mm -hmm. and, and that brings us nicely to our last point in this entire program, which is which is about thriving with love. So love should you know make us feel more alive lisa i think that's mm -hmm. my my take on it um when you are in in love yeah. when you are in love and those listening in if you if you are in love you know what i'm talking about right when you are in love every song you listen to every movie you watch every drama series you follow you know every sign you everything brings you back to that one particular person yeah. Uh, that memory, that smell, that that voice, that everything, you know, it it brings you great joy, but it also adds more life into your life, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 It shouldn't make you feel down and depleted. It shouldn't make you feel tired. It shouldn't make you feel motivated. Yeah. Like you want to quit. Like you don't want to do anything else because mm -hmm. you're so down all of the time. You know, to me, love should bring us more joy because that is the power of love, the essence of it. Yeah. Um, when you know individuals feel most alive in relationships when they feel loved and they feel cared for, that's another element, you know. You you know, relationships thrive when um a wife feels that the husband cares for her. And a and husband vice versa. And vice versa. You know, for, for husbands, you know, there's this thing called the man flu. Have you heard of it before? No. The, you don't know what is the man flu? The man flu is when the husband is sick and it's just a normal fever or sore throat. Or whatever. Oh, okay. I know like what it means now. <laughs> <laughs> that was fast. And then he's like half dead means. already. Uh, you, know, I, you know, my wife always says I'm like that. So I know what the man flu is. So, tapi kalau macam she's sick, it's like she can still do many other stuff around the house. Tapi kalau I sakit sikit sekali, macam uh, I cannot do anything. You know, right. macam itu. I tengah, I tengah ni lah. I tengah tuit lah. You know? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I mean, um, I know a lot of people joke about it. Mm. You know, like, um, because because it's common enough that yeah. most women are like, <laughs> most women or most wives are going, mm-hmm. Mm. You know, so it's so, it's so common. But I, I kind of have to say, though, that there, there's something endearing about that. Like, because there's the, also that whole natural tendency of women loving to be, loving the, the, the idea to be needed. Mm. You know? So, and, so and the, husband the husband also has needs to want to be cared for. We want to be cared for, too. And yeah, so yeah. But have, then when, when, when you need, need to care for you, yeah. that, that is also like... Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, for most men, we, we always have to be the strong one. We have to show like we're okay with everything. We can deal with any problem. So I guess once in a while when we fall sick, we wanna feel vulnerable. And we want to feel like someone else can care for us. Like a baby. That's what that's what most wives say. Like I'm taking care of another baby, you know. Right. Um <laughs> and uh so it's really funny, but at the same time, you know, I've seen it happen to me you know so many times so um yeah. i guess you know so going back to the point of wanting to feel cared for is very important i yeah, i didn't yeah. uh, i counseled a lady recently and she was like you know stas 
the reason I'm contemplating leaving this marriage is because when I was at my lowest, when I was down and depressed, when I was crying and for entire day, my husband didn't care. He didn't do anything. He didn't help. He didn't ask. He didn't check on me. To me, that was the last straw, she said. You know, of course, this happened multiple times. So right, if, right. if you imagine, you know, like you're a woman and you're so down and depressed and your husband like doesn't do anything at all. Or doesn't rather acknowledge point. Acknowledge point. And that's when a woman stops uh, feeling love because she doesn't feel like she's being cared for. So yeah. that's why I feel like, you know, in, in order for love to thrive in your relationship, you guys need to care for each other a lot. Okay. Yeah, and sometimes you know, like we don't realize how little things make it makes it that it, how little things goes a long way. You know, like mm. like with for example, like you know, for my husband who works long hours every time, like when he's on set, for example, like you know, I'm sure you understand this, Ustaz. Like you know, when you go out for your for your forums, you go from one location to the other and all that mm-hmm. stuff, and 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 you're away from home for so many hours, right? But what if say one day suddenly it's just like it's good job Jason and you It's just like a couple hours and then you can be back and be mm. with the wife and the kids, uh, you know. And and you've been working so hard. Of course, like on that one day that you can go back early. Of course, you feel like, eh, best thing I can finally come back <laughs> early. But then and but then on the day you come back, then what if like you say the wife and kids much like, oh tak ada benda pun you balik awal pun tak ada benda, for example. <laughs> that wouldn't that. Wouldn't that break your heart, right? Yeah. You know, like I mean, I'm I'm still lucky that the kids are small, so when I come back home, they still run to me, you know, run to the door. So that that's good enough, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Like you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't doesn't that mean you feel so like? Oh my god, it feels. Yeah, so you feel pain. loved. You feel yeah. You feel wanted. Yeah. You feel needed. That I think that's important in every relationship. Huh? The wife needs to yeah. feel that. The husband needs to feel that. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't feel it, you need to let them know that you're not feeling it. It's it's okay to to. to to tell your partner this you know rather yeah. than just one day saying you know what for the last six months I've not felt loved I'm not fair lah I think you should tell within a month right. you should be able to tell it already yeah don't wait right. until it gets really bad before you open up yeah yeah it op- it takes you to to places that you don't want to go when when you allow for things to sort of like ride and then like accumulate you know you want to communicate this better like you know when when Yesterday, it was just a little tiny thing, you know, like when Yusri told me that he was going to come back early for a change, you know, he was like, oh, I'm wrapped, you know, they, that's what they say, right, in production, like, oh, I had a rap, you know, and he was like, I, I, I had a rap, and I was like, oh my god, that's music to my ears, <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't wait for you to be home, you know, mm. so, he, and then, yeah, so he comes back, and he was really happy, because, you know, like, like, knowing fully well that, you know, we were expecting him to come home, and that mm. kind of stuff, it's little, little things can go a long way, inshallah, you know, hopefully yeah. that would be something that, you know, we remind ourselves every now and then, you know, uh, that as much as how caught up we are with life, with the things, with our responsibilities, with the things that we have to do, you know, sometimes, you know, like when we can sort of, you know, uh, check in, um, improve on our love language towards our partner, mm-hmm. inshallah, that will let us continuously thrive in love, inshallah. Yes. All right. That's awesome. Um, Lisa, mm-hmm. before we end, I think I want I want you to maybe say a few words, lah, like, um, your last takeaways for everyone, you know, like what do you want to let everyone know 
when it comes to love. And I want, I'll give you some time to think about it because we didn't plan this. This is a surprise for Lisa. So I want you to think about it. <laughs> so I, I'm going to say my part first, okay? Okay. Okay, guys. Yeah. So um, once again, thank you for tuning in. Here's the thing, okay? Um, my experience is not just my own relationship, but also the many, 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 many relationships that I've either been a part of as a pre-marriage trainer or a pre-marriage counsellor or a post-marriage counsellor um, you know, and these are, in the, the numbers are huge and it's just been something that I've been doing for more than a decade. So I've seen patterns for sure. I've seen, you know, marriages that work and marriages that don't work. Engagements that lead to marriage and engagements that get called off. I've seen people grieving uh, the loss of their loved ones for more than a year, for more than two years. And I've seen people who are able to get back into the scene and, and allow themselves to love again and to be loved. So I've seen a bit of everything, alhamdulillah. Um, it has given me a perspective that I think I've never thought I would get in life. Um, it is not a curse, I think. It is a blessing to, to, to know and um, to have learned. Um, and so I want to share with you a couple of things. And I feel like, so I'm just top of my head also, at the top of my head. I feel in every relationship, guys, there must be uh, mutual respect. To me, that's very important. You must respect each other. You must respect each other's time. You must respect each other's space and boundaries. You must respect each other enough to seek their opinion about something and not just make a rash decision without consulting your partner. You must respect them enough in the manner in which you communicate with them. The tone of your voice, the choice of your words. You must respect them in front of others, even if they are the closest family members and the closest friends. Respect is often underestimated in relationships. You know, sometimes you get too comfortable with each other, you start disrespecting them, either at home or in front of others. And that sometimes is the beginning of a relationship going down south. So always be careful of that, okay? The second thing is, I believe that every relationship, everyone in a relationship needs to learn patience. Okay? Sober patience. Um, your, per your partner is never going to be perfect all of the time. They're not. They're human. So you need to understand that this is something that is required of you and not just your partner. You need to learn to be patient with them just as how you expect them to be patient with you. When sometimes you make an error, you make a, a bad judgment call, you raise your voice, you disrespect them in any way or form, um, you, you are tired and you didn't you know, care for them enough because you were yourself tired. I mean, things like this will happen and you need to be patient. If you notice yourself getting easily agitated as of late, you need to start you know, talking to your partner about this, saying that you are aware, okay? And then ask them to help you. Ask them to highlight to you whenever whenever they think they know the triggers for your anger, you know. Um, learn to be patient by attending programs, seminars, workshops, reading a book about patience, anything at all that might help. Look at a, Learn about the character of Prophet Sallallahu who was extremely patient. You know, patience is the second thing I feel that every person needs if you want to be in a relationship with anyone. Okay? And last but not least is 
compassion and forgiveness. I put these two things together because um, they, they both come from Rahma. You know, Rahma is mercy. With mercy, then you can be compassionate with your partner. You can show affection with your partner. And with mercy too, is when you are able to forgive your partner for all of their shortcomings. And forgiveness is bigger, is greater, because your partner may actually do something bad intentionally. But if they only did it once and they are fully regretful and they are remorseful, then if there is room and space in your heart to forgive, then you are indeed an amazing person to be able to do that. You know? Um, so think about that. Think about all of these things that I've just um, shared and I hope you will remember them in your relationship right now or in your future relationships, inshallah. Okay? So that's my uh, final sharing for mm. what love. Now I'm going to pass it over to Lisa. Lisa? Okay. Uh, well, first and foremost, I'd like to thank you, Ustaz. Like, thank you so much for having me uh, on board with this. Like, you know, this was a real... It was very learning for me, mm. uh, truly insightful. I mean, like I'm someone who is of, I fall in the demographic where I'm, uh, I'm married. I've been married for like a number of years now, you know, and having said that, although we spoke about, you know, uh, we, we, you compartmentalize or rather provide a blueprint from the very beginning, like how, how do we begin and like, you know, um, self-love mm. and how is it before in finding love etc 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 although i feel that i'm at a different place right now i felt that it allowed for me to reflect a lot mm. and this comes to my uh, uh this follows nicely into my takeaways from this whole episode like how even in the topic of love i f uh, i i feel that um, you have kind of drummed in the importance of intention, the importance mm -hmm. of Mia. Mm -hmm. the, the, the older I grow, the, the more I'm, I, 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 I'm mature, hopefully, um, the more I'm, I'm seeing the importance of it from you know, the conversations that I have with you, how a lot of things stems from that, having the right intention. It's so important. Mm. With that, then, you know, like when you go on to that next level of understanding, you become more self-aware. Self-aware has a lot of linkage to self-love as well because you are respecting yourself and understanding what you want and what you don't want and, um, you know, what you're able to live with and what you can, you know, uh, what you feel are your off limits and then furthermore you know you it's a kind of sub 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 thing with your point with compassion mm -hmm. um it's empathy yeah you know like when you consider wanting to be able to communicate uh and understanding your partner a lot more Mm. Um, I understand that all of these subtopics that we've mentioned, all these terminologies that we've mentioned, you know, like, like uh, they don't necessarily come easy. Uh, sometimes, you know, there are hurdles along the way. But then again, that wraps up nicely with how we spoke about that at the end of the day, it's also how we view things. Mm. 
how we perceive things, how we are digesting things. And, you know, like you, the title of the topic today alone, for example, is failing forward, which was very, very new to me. And I really like it, to be honest, because I always believe, you know, I, 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 I agree with you about how we have to view failure as something that we need in life mm. and not be afraid of it. Like, you know, like, like growing up, um, maybe you hear like what you failed and it has that sort of negative yeah. connotation to it. But really, sometimes, more often than not, you learn more from your failures than your successes. Absolutely, absolutely. Right? And um, yeah, yeah, it wraps up nicely um, about being able to... Because, because you know how people say, whatever it is that the mind um, conceives, the body can achieve. Yep. This is for both ways. Mm-hmm. If you conceive it in a way where it lets you go down a downward spiral... Therefore, it is so. But then if you conceive it in a manner where you achieve, you grow, you, you excel, mm. uh, whether or not, whether or not obviously or not, or internally, at the end of the day, it's how we view things as well. You know? So just, it's just, this is really helpful for me. Mm. You know? And I really hope that it has been truly helpful for all of our listeners out there. You know, um, mashallah. Like yeah. because 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 well, everything that you shared with me is truly well guided also by the core principles of Islam, mm. and the more so how I see how Islam is so loving. Mm. Islam is beautiful. Islam is so indah, mm. and and we're so blessed, mashallah that we have that as our guide to help us move forward. Yes. Alhamdulillah. I think that's a just a great way to wrap it up, you know, gratitude basically, right? Um, you know guys, I hope you have uh, enjoyed the session as mentioned earlier. Uh we have enjoyed doing this together uh for 15 episodes. Um yeah. and I'm I'm thankful to Lisa for agreeing to do this with me. Um, I've I've enjoyed her sharing her stories, her perspective, her reflections. Uh, I think Lisa shared a lot here that maybe she has not shared anywhere else. So I'm thankful, <laughs> and I hope you guys appreciate her for that. Um, for her honesty, I think this is as raw as it gets in in terms of our conversations. But inshallah, maybe there may be future opportunities. I'm you know I, I'm looking forward to doing events again. Actually, I miss doing events. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, when uh, everything subsides. Tanta 2022 and but inshallah uh, uh, better, then we can do uh, maybe smaller scale first yeah, and you know, know. I don't know okay. we'll see so once again thank you and I apologize for any shortcomings uh, from Same. both of us yes um, thank you Lisa thank you everyone for tuning in for watching for supporting this program may Allah bless you with all of the love that he can give you in this dunya and akhirah ameen ya rabbal alameen take care everybody assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh